We are live. Welcome to uh, the penultimate episode. I think the the most exciting episode so far, so to speak, of uh, Pod to Survive. This is the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix preview, aka the season finale preview. Um, it's all on the line. This is basically the the whole season comes down to this race this weekend. Couldn't ask for a better co-host to go through it all. Johnny, what are your thoughts? How excited are you? I'm excited. I got to say, hopefully not the penultimate episode of all time for oh, Pod to Survive. No, Pen- no, no, no. Penult- penultimate. I just needed to make sure in case some of our viewers were having a hard time with that comment no. um, or listeners. But um, no, I'm, 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 jokes aside, I'm absolutely thrilled um, for what the F1 gods have allowed us to be able to watch. Um, we were also spoiled with some 9 a.m. viewing times in Los Angeles. We've got 5 a.m. on Sunday, but um, it's worth the wake-up chase to see uh, such an incredible fight between Lewis and Max. And um, the tension is palpable from the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. I, I, I can't state that more. It's it's pretty insane, and we, and we keep beating this drum, but. I think as someone that's worked in sports media and is a huge follower of all things sports and storylines and kind of what goes in, not only to like the product, but like the background of these leagues and how they operate and, and television viewing and ratings and all that stuff. Like you legitimately, if you hired, like I, I get, I mean, I don't even know what screenwriter you could hire, I guess Tarantino or um, I mean, whoever to write this season, it couldn't come out better like the drama couldn't be more heightened the stakes couldn't be higher the storylines are are just incredible you've got the biggest two personalities in the sport i would say in max and lewis the two most prominent drivers i think and arguably the two best drivers irregardless of the two fastest teams um going head to head they have gone from i mean we were talking about these guys that were pretty cordial got along okay to at this point a bitter, bitter rivalry, as good of a rival as Lewis has had in the sport. And uh, as Lewis gears up to to break um, uh, uh, Schumacher's championship record, I don't think this. I don't think he could have scripted a, a better ending. Yeah, I think um, the fight back from Lewis Hamilton to win the last three races, Chase, and make this an even fight into the final race for the last race of this modern F1 car generation since next year, we change the look and the performance, hopefully of the formula one car for the first time in 10 plus years. But this is such an awesome way to send off um, this formula one car that so many of us have gotten used to uh, watching over the last 10 years. Um, And we'll see, is there going to be a changing of the guard is Max Verstappen going to finally race Lewis Hamilton instead of trying to uh, uh, display ultimate levels of game, gamesmanship on every single corner? We'll have to see, but um, it's going to be extremely fun. Yeah, I'm I'm really really excited. It's just uh, it's it's going to be an awesome race. I, I think it's hard to predict what's going to happen, but um, I kind of want to shout out to. Christian Horner's um, interview today he did with the Times. Um, I thought it was really good. Such a Christian Horner moment. Him kind of grabbing the the headline. And, I'm surprised um, he even took that interview. Like I would think these guys would be so head down since it's a back to back weekend. No, I mean 
I think Christian is a lot in the Phil Jackson mold. It's like if he took like some of the best coaches and, and how they've used the press, he's he's up there. He's not just playing mind games with Mercedes, but he's playing mind games with his own driver. He's really trying to, I think, motivate and then also sort of like cement Max's confidence um, with this piece. So he's getting out in front. And basically the, the thesis of this piece was he just came out and said Max is a better driver than Lewis. Um, Max is getting all, obviously a lot of heat from last week's Grand Prix. And he's here to say sort of, hey, listen, Max drives hard, but he drives fair. And uh, where was this sort of scolding when when Silverstone was happened and and Lewis pulled some some non some kind of crap of his own? And like, listen, there's arguments being made on both sides, but uh, but it was definitely uh, Horner being Horner and just sort of trying to grab the narrative. We'll see how it kind of plays out and if he's able to to kind of work the the press in any way that's advantageous for Red Bull. But um, it was just kind of a funny, funny read. I recommend it before the Graham. Here's a question. Two matchups. We have a, we have a fight card. Main event is Lewis Hamilton versus Max Verstappen. We're talking physical fight. Who do you have winning uh, and how, as well as team principles, total Wolf versus Christian Horner, who do you have winning and how, a.k.a. technical knockout, knockout, or simply just Ooh. lasting 12 rounds? I, can I get a tail of the tape? Can we do a quick Google search on No, on no, no. That, it's even better to not have measurements. It's just these, these gentlemen's aura, their, their, um, their uh, trash talk. Just give me your read on who wins in these battles. I think ultimately... I'm taking Max. I'm taking the hungry dog in the fight between the two drivers. I think Max will claw, he'll scrap, he'll he'll do whatever. He's, I mean, I think if if he could decide this race this weekend by this fight and win the championship, he would take that because the guy just wants to win any way possible. And he will not, I mean, he's going to do anything outside of this, like driving to, to get there. I think on the, on the team principal side, I'm taking Toto. Toto just looks like, uh, <laughs> like a car. He, look, he has the Arnold Schwarzenegger vibe. He's. he's I feel like Christian wh- Horner would just run run around Toto. Like Toto just, just wouldn't get hit. Like Christian Horner would constantly be yeah. trying to catch him. So I agree with you. I, I think Max is a dog. And I don't know. It, it was a, it's a funny question. But in a way, as we get into what our predictions could be for Sunday's race... Um, it's not that different in my my mind. Maybe not the team principal one because at the end of the day, they can provide the strategy. They can pump up their drivers, um, you know, all they want. But it's really up to Max and Lewis and who is going to drive a better race on Sunday. You know, both of these teams have had success in Abu Dhabi. Um, we have one more race to go, and uh, you know who's gonna who's gonna get the most performance out of their cars. Um, sounds like we both think that Max is an absolute dog and is there a chance that he overdrives it and makes some mistakes for sure? But is there a chance that he just wills his way to a win? I think so. And it's, it's the only, it's the only time I felt this way in the last four weeks. I think both of us have thought that Lewis was going to march and just be, you know, a total freight train to win the last three races. But now that there's one left, you know, is is Max 
you know, on his reserve fuel right now, um, just to get this thing done like a hungry dog. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be crazy. It's, it's not, I mean, Max has been operating with a lead for, as we've talked about the last five weeks now, when is it when he took over? I think five, the last five Grand Prix, Max is. He's had a lead for a while. Yeah. So he's been operating from a position of like staving off Lewis. And listen, he's not a driver to be conservative in any, in any regard. He's not been trying to like hold the lead. He drives crazy. I mean, in, in trying to set pole, like last week we talked about it. He, he made a mistake that was a mistake of trying to go balls out and not trying to kind of preserve what he had. So I don't expect that, but it's yeah. just going to be interesting to see when kind of everything's even um, who drives tense. If, if that has anything to do with, with the approach each driver has, because it's not like Max can bank on a Lewis crash and he wins the championship. That's out of the cards. He's, he's got to really drive um, because it's just, I mean, ultimately like you, you can't, you can't just, have a moral victory it's, it's got to be you beat him on the track that's an interesting comment because there have been a couple of drivers that i've read um i've read some of their commentary about the title fights that they've had so jensen button in 2009 his only world championship he said that when you're leading the championship hunt the amount of pressure is is insane and and obviously like that seems like a um such a no brainer statement. Like obviously the pressure is a lot, but Jensen button said that he constantly was thinking, how do I even finish top five? You know, like with the amount of pressure of not putting a single foot wrong, that it no longer becomes natural. And it's this artificial kind of like winning preservation type feel. Um, so, it, you know, I think Nico Rosberg said the same thing in his Lewis Hamilton fight where he was having a really hard time just focusing on finishing second and you have these incredible racers that their whole lives and their whole careers have been focused on numero uno. Like, how are we going to win? And maybe Max has felt some pressure in the last, I mean, I got, it's not even a maybe like Max has definitely felt the pressure of Lewis Hamilton, you know, such an experienced superstar driver coming up, winning three consecutive races, chase, and just being blazing fast. Um, but maybe now that they're tied and they're neck and neck and he no longer is, is, trying to win it, you know, two races ago that he knows it's just one race for all, you know, all the marbles. Um, maybe Max Verstappen gets back to what he was doing in the first half of the season where he was just absolutely dominating. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I, I don't know if you want to get right into the track, but this is a track that um, Verstappen won last year. So it's not um, a place where he should feel uncomfortable. And um, this Red Bull should perform well here. So um, I think we talked about some of the other Middle Eastern tracks as being like Mercedes tracks that they've they've sort of dominated. And Lewis has specifically dominated, but this is a track that um, that Max um, beat out Valtteri to to kind of win it last year. So it's it it's it, I don't know. It it should hold some confidence for a very confident young guy. Um, but no, it's all going to kind of. <laughs> come down to to who handles this weekend i think the best i i think they're yeah i mean it, it, it we're even on points but we're also to your to your statement you know max won last year but lewis had already gotten the title wrapped up not to say that lewis wasn't going for the win but he finishes in third 
Is he really going to try to push on Valtteri Botas, his teammate, his historical number two driver? You know, maybe maybe team orders weren't for him to push the whole way, you know, and just just keep the points steady for the for the constructors championship battle chase last year. So, like, do I think that Red Bull has a um, you know has a has a serious advantage over Mercedes here? No, because Mercedes has the most wins of all time in Abu Dhabi, and Lewis Hamilton has won here five times. Um, but to your point, Max needs some sort of confidence, and he obviously hasn't had it in the last two brand new tracks with, you know, Qatar and Saudi Arabia without any experience. You know, w- when there's a brand new track, probably the upper hand goes to the more experienced driver, which has been Lewis. Um, so it's going to be very, very interesting because not only are we even on points, but I think that we're basically even on advantage. I think Red Bull has a very fast car. Arguably, they have the better car this year than Mercedes. Um, and then the most momentum is riding with Lewis. He's just been an incredible racer. So it's just another comment that makes Sunday that much more fun, even Saturday that much more fun. Um, qualifying is going to be extremely important uh, for, for all these racers. I, I 100% agree. I think... A lot's going to be determined um, on Saturday uh, for this track. I, I, I just think that it's not going to play out as much um, like Saudi Arabia played out. It's 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 just no, no track was like that with that much speed and that much passing opportunity. So if I think if Max can can pull well and and kind of lock it up on Saturday, he could have a good chance of um, of just getting away from the field here, but. I mean, who knows? It's it's just a situation where, like, you could have this storyline continue to get better and better, and we can have history repeat itself with the final corner, like Lewis's first world championship over Massa in 2008. So there's there's a full chance of that happening, whether that's Lewis kind of putting a bow tie on his career by finishing both his, his kind of bookending his championships on that final corner and, like, the final race, or we could have the kind of passing of the baton just an official way where where Max just kind of gets him at the end. But I, we really have not seen any instances in this season where it's been Max out driving Lewis at the end. It's either Max is just perfect, doesn't put a foot wrong, and just pulls ahead and it's just Max all the way, or it's Lewis kind of hunting him from behind. But in their battles, I mean, remind me if I'm getting this wrong, has there been an instance where Max has really had to come back and grab Lewis and, and get the job done that way. You know, I would say the only time that Max has had to, um, has had like some, some favorable increases was Russia, right? Russia is the one where they, that's where Lando slid off, right? In the rain. Um, yeah, I got to double check. I, I think I, that was Sochi. Yeah. Remember? Cause that was Sochi. Yeah. yeah. Cause it was the last race and that's where Lando was supposed to win. But with all of that, ruckus with the cars sliding off because of having um you know regular tires on instead of the wets um max made up like you know i think like six places within the last five laps and was right behind lewis hamilton i think he finished second or third and gets a podium which obviously helps in the championship hunt that's the only example i have where lewis was was leading the race but i think max took an engine penalty that weekend which is why he was fighting from the back but you're right um this has been a competitive year. We've had a couple of wins from some odd, odd cats. We've had a Esteban Ocon win. We've had a Daniel Ricciardo win. 
but for the most part, it's, uh, you know, Red Bull with majority of being Max Verstappen, maybe one from Sergio Perez, and then it's uh, Lewis Hamilton. I think Valtteri won a couple of races this year, but you're right, Chase. It's either one of them does not put a, a put a foot wrong, um, Lewis or Max, or it's battles like we saw in Saudi Arabia. And, and recently, Lewis has been winning those. And I think earlier in the year, um, Max won a couple of those over Lewis, where just waiting at the right time and using DRS and, and overtaking um, comes into play. So we should have something really, really spectacular on our hands for Sunday. Um, I think people should be glued to their TVs on Saturday or their mobile phones just to see what the qualifying results are. But Chase, maybe we uh, maybe we get in a little bit just to do a bit of a track talk. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I talked a little bit about it, but what are the overtaking possibilities like on this track? What kind of um, racing are we looking forward to here? Yeah, I think there's there's some good opportunities for overtaking. I also um, have have watched a couple of the YouTube videos from the Yas Marina circuit in Abu Dhabi where they've done some construction. Um, they've taken out some of the turns in turns five and six to create an extremely long straight, which allows for obviously just a, a much higher speed and hopefully um, you know, more speed to overtake. So that's a, that's a, that's an overtaking opportunity by avoiding turns and having it be a straight, you can go too wide. Um, so that'll be fun to see. And then in general, uh, they've removed a couple of turns just to make it a little bit smoother, which will make the track faster, kind of like Saudi Arabia. Um, I think we were talking before the pod, but previously it was right around 69% of this race in Abu Dhabi was full throttle for reference, Saudi Arabia, 78% was on full throttle. Um, but some of these changes will probably meet in the middle here where we're going to have a pretty quick race um, for these cars. Uh, they're they're going to be going pretty fast, which will be fun to see. No, uh, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun ending. I love, I love it under the lights. It's, it's just the best way, I think, to consume these cars. It's just like... All you get is like the the kind of the chassis and the paint job just lit up and um and that I I mean I'm a Red Bull fan but that Mercedes God does it look good under the lights that just it, it, it'll be the last time we see it yeah. and that's just so crazy it'll yeah. be the last time we see all these these uh you know similar looking cars I think we'll probably miss it next year you know like new car generations Chase they take some time for all these teams to figure it out you know. Um, yep. so like the first years have some crazy, some of the cars, let's just say will look pretty ugly next year just because they're trying to find some sort of competitive advantage with the new regulations. That's where you see like kind of a weird looking wing <laughs> or some sort of, you know, thing behind, behind a driver's head, um, that, that is like monstrous. You know, they always try this stuff out for the first couple of years, but yeah, no better <laughs> place. I'm glad that they continue to have Abu Dhabi as the final race on the calendar, the race starts, I think, just before sunset. So it starts where, you know, the sky is kind of golden and then 10 laps in, the sun sets and it's pitch black with those high-powered lights. You know, it's 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 a perfect offset and you see these incredible looking cars going around at 190, 200 miles per hour. It's, it's a great race to watch. No, 100%. It's, it's, it's going to be fantastic. And I think it's, 
we're really going to see um, a lot of people coming out of the woodwork talking about this. You're going to see pe- random people. I mean, because it's 5 a.m., you, you won't see it immediately. But I think throughout Sunday, um, whoever's crowned and people, ho- I hope they come back and watch at least the highlights. But um, there's it, going to be a lot of chatter because, listen, like this sport is growing. And I mean, this Sunday or, or this Saturday couldn't be um, just a, a better a better time to kind of get going with it because, hey, like, like I said, this is this is fantastic racing. It's fantastic drama. It's pro. It's pro wrestling, really. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. And Saturday for qualifying, I think we're going to see more laps, kind of like Max Verstappen almost put in at the end of the Saudi Arabian qualifying session, where nobody is there. There's nothing to leave on the table. You know, um, we're going to see Lewis Hamilton going for it. We're going to see somebody like Valtteri Bottas in his final race for Mercedes. You know, congrats to Valtteri Bottas. By the way, he's had a hundred straight qualifying uh, sessions where he's reached Q3 chase. That's the most all-time in Formula One history. That is Mister Consistent. Yeah. So, hats off to Valtteri Bottas for an incredible Mercedes-Benz career. Um, hopefully, he's not in an absolute stinker next year at uh, Alfa Romeo. But you're going to see some drivers really, don't, don't kid really. Uh, you're, you think it's going to be a bad car still? Um. I mean, it's just like, it's like kind of these guys go to these teams to not to die, but it's like, oh, you'll hear once or twice about them. But I mean, they go there to stay alive. Yeah, I guess it is staying alive. So it's like, <laughs> oh, remember Valtteri Botas? Like, oh, yeah, he's 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 Alfa Romeo's guy. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, I hope with the changes and some of the regulation changes, um, that's less and less the case, but um, it just feels like the last we're going to see about three boats. Us. Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, um, ultimately, like he's a, he's a good racer. He's not a number one driver, which is what occurred. Is Mercedes wasn't going to spend number one driver money on keeping him uh, there, obviously with Lewis, and no other team wants to spend the money for him to be a number one driver. He wants to be a number one driver finally after being number two to Lewis for so long. So he's going to be numero uno at Alfa Romeo and he's going to get what he wanted. Um, but you're right. I mean, the, the um, kind of the career lifespan in a competitive car for these drivers is short. The only person who's in his final race on Sunday is Kimi Raikkonen, who uh, he, he kind of got demoted and then he went to Lotus you know, in like the mid 2010s and was extremely competitive to the point where Ferrari brought him back. That's the only recent driver that's had this kind of career arc like Valtteri, where Valtteri's spending time at Mercedes for so long and has been top three, top four in the driver's championship for many straight years. We'll see. Maybe he's competitive enough at Alfa Romeo where it's like, God, give this guy a better car and maybe he'll get picked up by you know, who knows, Aston Martin or McLaren or, or somebody, um, or maybe even Mercedes again, once Lewis retires to see if he still has something, but yeah, hats off to Valtteri in his final race for Mercedes hats off to Kimi Raikkonen in his final race of his amazing formula one career. Uh, hats off to Antonio Giovinazzi for his last race for what seems like in his formula one career <laughs> at tiny, 24 years old. A tiny yeah. hat off. A tiny hat off, Antonio. Yeah, um, a little monk, a little uh, monkey hat off for Antonio yeah. Giovinazzi. Yeah, uh, a little doll hat, but uh, no, he's yeah, he's, uh, he's 
he's entertaining and it's it'll be a bummer we'll we will no longer have an italian driver on the grid is that correct right correct me if i'm wrong yeah yeah yeah, no longer an italian driver it doesn't feel right but listen you weren't the guy antonio well hopefully we have some people coming up the pipe um as we get deeper and deeper i want us to get in like to formula two stuff and to follow kart racing we need to become like the guys that do it for like high school recruits where we know like the four star recruits coming up through the pipeline. Um, so we can have a little bit more basis, but that I don't think I would have any more time left in the day if I got that into it. Yeah, Uh, exactly. It gets, it gets so, um, it gets so thorough at that point. But one thing I wanted to say before we get into kind of like scenarios and then predictions, um, six straight pole sitters in Abu Dhabi have gone on to win this race. So if we haven't, drilled that hard enough saturday's qualifying session is very important you don't see generally as many um kind of crazy starts as you do elsewhere uh it can be pretty straightforward from the i guess like top three in qualifying to the race so um again these cars are going to be you know balls to the wall uh really close to the edge trying to set the fastest times so looking forward to this weekend but um chase you want to get into some scenarios given that hamilton and verstappen are tied and for the listener just to know hey how does hamilton win the championship and how does verstappen win the championship well thank you for giving me the easy one um so yeah they're basically they're tied up so um if all goes kind of as we assume it will and they're both in the points which if listeners aren't aware mean top 10 um so as long as they're both in the points whoever is in front of the other person wins the championship simple as that they're tied up so that will be the result but yeah let's say something happens in which they're both out of it they both crash or uh, and crazy events occur on the track and um neither of them are are able to finish or both finish kind of in the back of the grid which I mean, as long as there's like at least 10 laps to go and these guys are anywhere on the track, I would assume that they get into the points. It's just kind of the the difference between <laughs> these two cars and the rest of the grid. But, um, I mean, thing, while things happen, there's, I mean, there's just a chance that um, that Max crashes out, Lewis goes to the back of the grid and has to fight his way to like a ninth or a tenth, and that gets him the, gets him the championship. That would be fun. There's a lot of... Um, entertaining scenarios most likely um, if all goes fair and well um, we will see these two guys battling it out and somewhere in the podium and whoever takes the, the higher spot will will win the championship but um, given that Max has won more races he has the tiebreaker so he owns the yeah. tiebreaker um, this would be in the case that neither of them finish um, or finish out of the points Max would take the championship Exactly. And also if, if one of them finishes ninth and one of them finishes 10th, that's a difference of two points for the ninth place driver and one point for the 10th place driver. But let's say the 10th person or the 10th place driver also sets the fastest lap of the race and gets it two two. That really doesn't matter because ultimately Max, as you said, Chase, still has won nine races as opposed to Lewis's eight races. So generally speaking, barring penalties from this race, barring any sort of crazy crash, which I'll get into in a second with those sort of scenarios. Um, Hamilton needs to finish above Verstappen in order to win this race. And uh, Verstappen needs to finish above Hamilton um, by a singular point. Or Verstappen can tie with Hamilton and will win just on the merit of the fact that he's won more race, more races than, than Lewis. So um, pretty simple way for, for fans to watch, but this is... 
one race to determine who's going to be the world championship and probably the most important race in the last 10 plus years in arguably the best formula one season that we have ever seen. Um, but I did want to bring up chase that this is the 30th time, which was a surprising number to me. Uh, and I think for you too, that two title contenders have been tied going into the final race. Um, I thought it would be something like, you know, four or five, but there have been 30 of them. However, I think 25 of those happened before like the mid seventies. So since then there's only been four or five. Um, but we do have precedent of these sort of things. And one that really comes to mind is Ayrton Senna and Alain Prost, uh, in the 1990 championship, they were tied going into the final race and immediately starting the race, Ayrton Senna deliberately drove into Prost at the start of the Japanese Grand Prix. Um, and that was a controversial crash. <laughs> Imagine if that happens in the day of Twitter. And it can happen. Instagram I know that, I know that Christian can. Horner says it won't, but we have like Michael Schumacher had the same exact thing happen with um, Jacques Villeneuve. And it was ruled intentional. So Michael Schumacher was disqualified in 1997. These are all things that people can look up. These are competitive mofos. I mean, I could very much see Max Verstappen cutting into Lewis Hamilton, <laughs> taking him out, and then us spending three weeks after the after this season is over with a FIA decision. Because that's how they've had to do it. They have to literally group up internationally. And I think they go to Monaco, Chase, and they have a full, basically, court session to determine what happened. And Michael Schumacher was disqualified from the driver's championship in 1997 for that, for that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, we, we, we got into it in our recap pod, but we both don't put it past max. I mean, it's, there is some like futility to him doing that. Like the, the FI has been so on top of even the slightest move. I, I just can't see like anything even on the line of intentional being rewarded, like with him winning the championship, like they're just, they're too smart. They, I mean, they have too much data on like what he would be doing. And, and, and there's just so there's, it's just hard to be objective and be like, Oh, this guy who like is insanely controlled and, and, and for the most part knows what he's doing in a one-on-one just crash into, into Lewis. But listen, like, Max has other means of doing this. Like he is the last guy on the brakes every corner. He just is. So, I mean, he's going to put Lewis in a scenario where, I mean, Lewis has potential to hit him. I mean, Max, Max is not, he is not afraid of crashing. Like that's the, that's the reality. Max is not afraid of crashing. Lewis is very risk averse generally. So Max may, force Lewis to make a decision of either backing off and therefore having a, a major driving advantage for Max, right? Cause Lewis is losing time by backing off. Uh, if like, like if Max lunges for the, for the inside corner, you know, Lewis will likely give Max enough room in order so that they don't take each other out because Lewis knows that number one, that's not how he wants to win the championship. But number two, Lewis can end up wrecking Max can end up finishing the race and Lewis loses, you know, like if they're going to crash, both of these drivers want both of you, they want each other out. And the scenario is like, if Max crashes into Lewis, but it's deemed a racing event, which happened in 1994. And that's my last stat. Don't worry. 
for the listener that finds it that finds it annoying. But in 1994, Michael Schumacher uh, did the same thing to Damon Hill, and there was no fault deemed by the F- the FIA deemed that there was no fault. So Schumacher takes out Damon Hill, and this is a pretty controversial thing. Schumacher wins the championship in '94, and a lot of fans were like, "That was bogus." Um, but ultimately, it was a dri- You know, the FIA deemed that it was a driver move. So if Max does that, and there's some, you know, tricky crash at the end, um, and they don't deem that Max did anything wrong, he could still win it. You know, whether finishing the race or just on the fact that he's won more races total in the season than Lewis. So. Just wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about the crash scenarios because it's definitely something to pay attention to. No, it's it's just it's just fascinating, and and I I think the the, the announcing team has done a, a great job. If you're for those watching um, live during the race, like you're going to get really awesome commentary, and they will fill you in because there's a lot going on, and there will be a lot going on this weekend. I guarantee you that. It would just be very, very shocking um, if we just see someone pull away. And even if that does happen, you'll hear, this is a shocking turn of events. Max is running away with it. Or on the controversy, like Lewis Hamilton making no doubt. This is a shocking event where he's just pulled away from the field. So, like, either way, you're going to hear something about how shocking it is. So, I'm just tuning in. Yeah, it's so fun to listen to those commentators, and I'm I'm excited. I told you that in the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, I had to rewatch the last like twenty twenty laps because I actually was in the car for the second half of the race because of the the red flags. Um, and so I tuned into BBC Radio, and it was really interesting, Chase, to hear the bias, like the British bias, because then when I tuned into ESPN oh, yeah. and watched the race, so basically the BBC Radio was absolutely destroying max about his driving technique about just everything and and calling him a sore loser to the point where you you, i was texting you chase and i was like pretty incredible what max did like that's not allowed and then i rewatched the broadcast where you could actually see it on video and they talk about how lewis had enough room to get around and what a weird thing he did by not passing max when max was giving up the position so there's a lot of bias in this sports. It's just like tuning into like the Celtics broadcasters instead of the <laughs> Lakers broadcasters for, for a big game. Um, but you're <laughs> right. It's going to be phenomenal to watch with you on Sunday. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a perfect race to end on. This was a longer preview. I know we still want to do our predictions here. Um, do you, do you, do you, no, it's worth it. Yeah, it's, this is worth yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Let's, um, let's do it. I mean, I, I have to kind of play it like uh, Verstappen would because I don't, I can't. I yeah, can't are you going to go crazy with this? Are you going to assume that they take each other out? I think I have to. That's my only chance. Because our, what's our what's our point total right now? You're up by five. I think it's twenty to fifteen. So I need. I thought it was twenty-one to fifteen. It may be twenty-one to fifteen. So I I need to really just get a. No, you're right. It's twenty to fifteen. Twenty. 15. Sorry. Okay. I need a clean sweep of the podium to to get one past you here because I was trying to get an extra point past you. I almost I almost got us confirmed at twenty one fifteen. Oh good, oh good. So um so yeah, I mean just I would love to race you straight up, but it's just not in the cards for me. So I'm gonna <laughs> have to You need to get some crazy stuff in order to get five points plus on me. Yeah, so let me get a little squirrely. Um I'll let you go. And then I'm gonna go. Oh, you're gonna put you're gonna put it in my court. 
I yeah, told you I mean, this is the only race that before this podcast, I had no real strong feelings towards what this is going to look like. Because I think there's such a good chance that, I hate to say it, I think there's a chance that these guys take each other out. I think that they're both going to go for the same <laughs> opening. You know, They're both going to fight. The only yeah. thing I will say is that there's a chance, believe it or not, that Mercedes, following practice sessions on Friday, Chase, there's a chance that Mercedes says, screw it, we're going to get a brand new engine. Watch us do it. We're going to take a a five-place penalty and we're going to get a brand new engine. Um, Which... That would would be pretty wild. I I think that's too risky. Don't you? I think it's it's risky, but Toto did say it in the media that he potentially would do that. I think he likes to keep Christian on edge with those comments. And listen, it's been a strategy that's worked for them. I don't want to be like poo-pooing that as a realistic possibility. But I think he likes to say that just like how Belichick likes to put everyone on the injured report. It's like prepare for anything. Like he, he it's like <laughs> he wants to throw like the mechanic, all the engineers on in the pit wall and Red Bull kind of into a tizzy with like preparations for that scenario. So um, I, I just can't. I think it's too risky. I think they go with what they've been going with the last few races because if you think about it this way, like Mercedes has been in a do or die situation more or less the last three races. Like they have had like a no, like can't like fuck around situation. And so I think that's been the card they've been playing, which is let's not take this penalty. Like we've been doing when did they stop taking the penalty? They took it in Brazil, right? Yeah. I feel Um, like they've gone the last two races without taking it. Yeah. So I think the last two has been my like read on what they do with their back against the wall. That's why I'm assuming they just straight up try to get pole position. Yeah, I um well it's also interesting because it would if if Lewis took the five place penalty by getting a brand new engine um that would mean that the start of the race let's assume that Max Verstappen doesn't take a new engine as well, right? Let's assume that Max starts in first or second um and Lewis starts seventh, right? Uh 6th or 7th. That means that there isn't an immediate fight on that first turn at the start where it's Max and Lewis side by side. Because, uh, yeah, I mean that is a yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about it that way, but that would be a protective strategy by them. Like, hey, like so that they don't allow Max just to take him out at the beginning of the race. 100%. Because a lot of times, a lot of times, because we talked about these scenarios where where Max has the has more race wins this year than Lewis. So if they end the season and they both take each other out in this race, the tiebreaker goes to Max. But a lot of times, um, the stewards. And the FIA, they actually look past first lap collisions um, a lot of times because you have so many cars clustered up at the start and they're all going for one space and they don't deem a driver as being irresponsible just because they're all trying to go for the same area. So that could be something to watch out for where Max would... Max, I'm not even going to blame it on Max. Like, let's just say they're both going for the spot because they're one and two and Max breaks a little bit early or some car behind Lewis Hamilton breaks way too late. Like we saw Valtteri Bottas do that, you know, I think like six or seven races ago where he just went right into the back of another car. Um, that could happen. Yeah. These cars lock up. It's, it, I mean, it, it happens and like, there's no more, but that like, could happen. That could happen if Lewis starts six and somebody's in seventh, you know, like Giovinazzi can just absolutely wreck this championship. Yeah. Um, th- <laughs> there's going to be a crazy scenario, but back to the predictions, 
if you want me to go first, I'm going to go with my number three first, and then you go with your number three. That's how I'm going to counter you, so I don't just give you. I, right, I'm yeah, not going to give fair. you my prediction just for you to to strategically play against it. Um, That's uh, fair. So for my third, wow, this is crazy. So for third place, I'm going to say it will be uh, Charles Leclerc. Ooh, Charles. I, yes. I would love to see him get a podium. It's just been too long. Matthias, Matthias, the Ferrari principal said that this weekend they will turn their engines up to the highest uh, level, which, <laughs> I had, which it's like, it sounds like their engines are going to explode on the first lap, but um, in the off chance that Matthias and Ferrari are correct, they could be blazing fast. So I'm glad I gave you the first position. Cause I, I was going to actually reference that Matthias line because I do have Ferrari on my board, but, um, I now that you put pick Charles, I can't because I don't want to avoid. I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, so, so I knew you were going to be strategic. Yeah, with you've just checked me a little bit on this one, but I'm going to go with my. Well, there's a move. clock. There's a there's a six second yeah. clock. <laughs> so I'm going to go, <laughs> Carlos Sainz with that supercharged engine in third place. Wow, yeah. so, smooth operator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're uh, they call me a smooth operator yes <laughs> his bill didn't they show him this weekend i feel like they showed his side he just always has his dad is the best i, I love i love the sides camp i'm team sites orlando lando yeah carlos carlos is pretty classic yeah great golf game um let's um, so my second my second spot yeah. um this is going to be funny. Are you, are you going to, I'm trying to guess, like, are you going to actually go for like the craziest top three? Are you going to plan on there being a crash? Is that how you have to play it? I think I have to play it that way, but I mean, to, I, I assume I know you're one and two, so I don't, I'm not making too many uh, guesses, but like, let's see if you try to get out in front of me here, but I, I just, yeah, that's funny. But, but if I start going that, you could probably just go with like a max and Lewis yeah, and then take, I, I, take five I honestly points. would prefer that. Yeah. Yeah. The points. Um, if I was you, I would I would play it safe, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna go um gosh. I'm gonna go Lewis Hamilton as my number one, and I'm going to go uh Lewis. I, I I'm going Lewis, my number one. That's you know, I, I expected it. I'm it's fair. Go with your guy. Go with your guy. I'm going Lewis number one. I'm trying to figure out who I'm going to do number two. This is a live prediction. I'm, I'm just like, I can't even think. I've got my headset on and I'm trying to think about who I'm going to put on the podium. I have a funky podium. Like, is Max number two? Do I really think that's going to happen? I guess I do. Max is my number two. Lewis gets past Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen doesn't, doesn't do some schoolyard trickery and doesn't wow. hit his wheel as he's passing him. Um, and Max Verstappen is crying on the podium and Christian Horner is patting him on the back and saying, this is, this is crazy. I'm so sorry, son. That that's probably the scene that we're going to see. <laughs> that's that's the scene. I don't even, I, I mean, even straight up, I, I think if, if Max, like, if it looks like he's about to get past, like, yeah, I think he takes him out or he takes himself. I, you think he takes him out? Go out it's, it's full I, like it's, Talladega Nights. It's Ricky yeah. Bobby. Yeah, I I just see him going out in a blaze of glory. I can't see him just being able to sit there on the podium or finish that race and have Lewis win. I I don't think that he would has ruin it. his that would ruin his legacy chase. Like I truly think that if Max yeah. does something like that, where it's just total 
BS. If he takes out another car going like 175 miles per hour, I think that he will lose so many fans. Yeah. I mean, you lean into the villain role. Lean in. Um, so you actually gave me the opportunity to kind of do an interesting, not the craziest podium I think either of us have ever seen. So I'm going with your guy, Daniel, and my number two spot. So Daniel Ricardo wow. drives great, fan favorite, finishes the season strong. I think he qualifies around fifth or sixth. And he, he, I mean, in my scenario, you're banking on some, you're banking on some movement. I'm in my scenario. I'm banking on Max and Lewis taking each other out in some regard. Daniel's a great driver. I think he can get past Carlos. And then I think number one is Valtteri. So I'm going Botas, Ricardo, Sainz. And I'm actually, I thought I'd have to get a little crazier, but I don't think like any of those guys are out of the realm of a podium. Like, I, I think that, I mean. Who's your number one? Did you already Valtteri. say that? Valtteri. Botas. Valtteri wins in his final race. So, so Valtteri, Daniel Ricardo, and Carlos Sainz. What a badass, what a badass podium. <laughs> I will, I will give you a bottle one. of wine. <laughs> and I will very, very, so you would get six points if you got all those right. And I would, wow. Yep. And then you would beat me 21 20 if Max and Lewis crash and Leclerc finishes like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's perfect. I'm, it's exactly I'm, what I, you wanted. I did a very poor job of defending against your strategy. It's, I mean, it's a fucking long shot. But listen, I, I, I don't think Max and Lewis crashing is actually like, like I, if I were to peg it, it would be at like 15, 20%, which like, listen, I'll take those odds being down five points. It's just going to be like who comes out of that, like, like kind of craziness on top. And listen, I, I'm Valtteri. Listen, like he's got the fastest car, Daniel, I think one of the best drivers. And then I'm baking on some of that Ferrari mumbo jumbo actually coming to fruition. But I, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Use yeah. But then I can't I, use I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. Um, well, it's going to be an awesome race, Chase. Um, I think we've done a, a good preview pod for our listeners um, for the best Formula One season I can remember and an incredible final race. It's all on the track. 1v1, Red Bull versus Mercedes, Lewis versus Max Verstappen. I think Lewis wins the championship. Besides your... So, so if you're banking on a, on a crash... Do you think that Max yeah, keeps so it? Or who, what's your ultimate? Besides the, our top three prediction, Chase Klein's... Yeah, give me your... Who's gonna prediction. I mean, just to make it fun, I, if I had to bet my my house and my life on it, I would bet Lewis Hamilton wins this race. I just... I mean, he's just been the better driver for the last half of the season. It's just not... It's not really a debate to me. Um, the, the Mercedes has been much more tuned up. I, I think it's been the better car, and he has been the better driver. So you can't really bet against that. I'm going to say, Max, I'll be rooting for Max. It's going to be Max Lewis. Something's going to happen. Fireworks will occur. And uh, I'm just, this is why I love Formula One. I can kind of sit back and I can have my opinions and I can can kind of have a rooting interest. But ultimately, I just love the chaos. I love the drama. I I get so excited for just the slightest of of altercation, the slightest of great driving, a dog fight. Give me it all. I'm, I'm... I'm just excited to be a fan of racing. I'm going to be just wearing like a Formula One hat this weekend. I'm going to pull the who's who's the the actor that that wears the the NFL logo hat. Um, what's his name? I don't know. We'll we'll cut that, but um, we'll cut this part out. Oh, I forget his um, name. 
I'm just going to be a fan of the sport this weekend. That's that's on me. Rob Lowe. It's yeah, Rob no, Lowe. I am too. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. When he's wearing the NFL hat in the, in yeah, the stands. But yeah, um, just with the I think that this is, this is the race where I feel I still put Lewis winning it, but I think Max has the best chance in the last four races. I think he's a total gamer. And um, I'm going to be excited at any result except if one of them pulls some cheap stuff and touches wheels and takes one of the others out deliberately, but we'll just have to see. And, and if that is how it ends, darn drive to survive is going to be winning, um, some Oscars this year or some Emmys, right? Some Emmys, not Oscars. They, I mean, it's the best show. It's the best sports show on TV regardless. I mean, they don't have to do much else, but this season, I would just hate to be one of the editors because no matter what you do, you're leaving such great, great. Yeah. What are you leaving? What are you leaving on the, on the, on the cutting table? But I mean, yeah, yeah, that'll be, we'll have to talk about it when, when those episodes come out, because there's going to be a lot to dive in as we can kind of reference back our podcast, but having lived through this season with you, I mean, I just can't wait. We'll recap it either Sunday or Monday. We have a surprise guest. Um, not going to blow that, but we're going to have a really cool guest that, um, you, everyone should tune in for. Cause, um, no matter what, we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about. And then, um, this is not the penultimate episode of this pod. This is just the the kind of the last. Um, there it is. We got renewed yeah, for season we got renewed two. For season two, um, I'm stoked. I can buy my kid a bike for Christmas. <laughs> you can just bike around Abbot Kenny with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Johnny. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I'll let you enjoy your night. Thank you. As always, thanks, Appreciate Chase. It. Goodbye.